Hey, you, are you left-brained? <laughs> and if you're left-brained, does it mean that you're only logical and you can't really be creative? On this episode today, I interview someone who goes from the left-brained world of accounting to the right-brained world of storytelling. Let's talk about it. We talking about leadership communication, public speaking, storytelling motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. They're rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, yo, it's Robert Kennedy III, RK3. That's me, and welcome to the RK3 Show, episode 82. We're rolling, 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 rolling right along. My goodness. Yeah, so I asked you a question just now about left brain, right brain. There's so much research out there, and we, there, there are stereotypes, there are labels, there are all sorts of things, and we talk about left brain as somebody that is fully logical and 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 just compartmentalized and and detail oriented and they only operate in a certain way i don't know is 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 that really true do we only function in that way or do we cross over the borders sometimes can somebody who is creative be a programmer like a computer programmer a coder can somebody who is detail oriented be an artist a musician, a songwriter, composer, a movie builder, a movie writer, what, whatever you call them, screenwriter, right? Does that, does that work? How, how, does that, how do we function? How, how does that fit into the story that we ultimately tell with our lives? We're going to talk, talk about that just a little bit today. But before we jump into that, I just want to make sure that you are supporting the show. Are you supporting the show? And here's how you support the show. If you've not done this yet, I want you to hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave a review right there. There's a demo on in the show notes how you can do that. Leave a review for the show. That really helps us grab more ears and chat with more people. So here's what I would like for you to do next. I also want you to hop over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's Robert Kennedy, the number three dot com forward slash voicemail. Leave me a message there letting me know what you like about the show. Is there anything that we should do differently? Is there anybody that you want to be interviewed? Let's talk about that. I really want to hear from you. Go to Robert Kennedy three dot com forward slash voicemail. All right. Now, our guest today is an awesome dude. I love what he does. He runs something called the Master Storytellers Academy, and he attended Florida State University, graduating summa cum laude with a degree in accounting. (laughs) And he even became a licensed CPA. He landed a job with one of the largest professional service firms in the world, Price Waterhouse Coopers LLP. And after several years of walking that path that was prescribed by others, he recognized that he really wasn't fulfilling his purpose. So he decided to create his own path. In December of 2004, with a heart full of fear, freaking out, he took a step of faith, left his career, and then took his destiny into his own hands as an entrepreneur. Let's hear the rest of the story. From Andy Enriquez. Andy, what's happening? Hey, man, Robert. I'm so excited, man. I've been looking 
forward to our opportunity to connect. And guess what? I'm on the RK3 show, my man. So, <laughs> hey, I couldn't be in a better place, man. What's going on, Robert? Listen, man, the world is amazing. Even though we're not having it in the way that we're used to, I'm just, I'm glad that we have opportunities and that we can create opportunities like this, man. So I appreciate you coming on. Same here, man. Same here. Yeah. So listen, in, my, in the intro just now, we talked about your bio and we talked about how you were in the world of accounting. So, I mean, that's kind of crazy <laughs> considering what you do now and how we think about accountants as these logical left brain folk. And now you're, you're talking about what stories and, and creativity. How did you make that transition? Yeah, yeah, man. And, you know, we got that thing in common in the sense of like both coming from the Caribbean household, man. Yeah. And so, you know, my parents are originally from Haiti. I know your family's from Jamaica. Yep. And one of the things that I heard growing up, man, they were like, Andy, go to school, get a good education uh, and get a good job. Man. Like, Robert, they said that is the recipe for success. So I followed the script. As you said earlier, I went to school at Florida State University. I studied my butt off, actually graduated summa cum laude, and I took an accounting course, man, and the teacher asked me to stick around after class, and her name was Jane Reimers, and after class, I said, hey, Miss Reimers, did something happen? She said, no, actually, you got the highest grade on the last exam. I'm saying, okay, well, that's great. What is, (laughs) okay, what's what's the big deal about that? She says, well, what do you want to do? I said, "Uh, something to do with business, and she said, well, you did great on the class. You, You should become an accountant. Oh, and boy. just because of that, just because of what Ms. Reimer said, I went ahead and transferred over to become an accountant, got my master's degree in corporate accounting, ended up taking a CPA exam, passing it, landing a job in one of the big four public accounting firms, Robert. Right. And then here I am. I did everything I was told to do, took the advice of Ms. Reimer's, and I'm showing up at this job, got every reason to do well, phenomenal people. And yet and still, something inside of me is saying, Andy, there has got to be more than this. Wow. And and Robert, I'm sure there's some people listening in right now that were showing up to a set of circumstances, showing up to a job, showing up to a place in their life where they're saying there's got to be more than this. And to be quite honest with you, for like a year and a half, I thought about taking a chance on myself. I thought about becoming a speaker. I thought about pursuing my goals and my dreams. And for a year and a half, here's what I did, Robert. I would talk myself into it. Oh, and then talk myself right back out of it, wow. <laughs> right? Now, Robert, I know you've never done that, and I know that nobody's <laughs> listening in. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I know that no one listening in right now has ever done that. And, you know, it's crazy, man. December of 2004 became what I like to call my defining moment. Kevin Costner, you remember him from Bodyguard and some yeah. of the movies. In his movie, Tim Cup, he has a line that I love, and here's what he said. He said, when the defining moment comes... Either you define the moment or the moment defines you. So either you define the moment, you decide that you're going to stretch, you're going to grow, you're going to make things happen like many of us are having to do right now in this current interesting environment, or the moment defines you and you play it small and you don't do that thing that you were called to do. And so December of 2004 became my defining moment, Robert. That's when I finally took this leap of faith, leaving this accounting sort of left-wing type of thinking and went after my dream and my vision of becoming a speaker. And as you know, I would love to say it was like all roses <laughs> and I had the perfect path, my friend. But I had no idea what I was doing. Wow. But, but because of the fact I was willing to keep the course and find awesome coaches and mentors and just maintain the vision, 
you know, by the grace of God, man, today I could say, you know, I've had amazing companies that are my clients like Bacardi, Office Depot, Accenture, yeah. NASA. You know, I've been had the opportunity to be featured in Huffington Post, Black Enterprise and Entrepreneur Magazine. And I say that because what we want to remind everybody listening in, dude, I'm a former accountant. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so to, 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 to point that to what you and I both believe in, like. Anyone can learn the skill of communication and anyone can learn how to be able to effectively share and tell stories, man. And that's why I love the work that you do. And I love the work that I get to do because we know that regardless of what the background is, what the path is, if someone generally wants to connect, they generally want to be able to enroll people. We know that it is a skill yeah. that is learnable and that we can actually teach people, man. So I, what, what I love about that just now was yeah. you, you, you really reached into the doubts that a lot of people navigate, the imposter syndrome that a lot yeah. of people navigate, man. But the thing that, I, that struck me also is you, you move from this world of accounting, which is very logical. It's very, it's math, it's numbers, it's, it's one plus one, and it has to make sense this way yep. into this other world. Now, it's, it's one thing to move from, it's one thing to change careers and say, you know what? I don't want to be a doctor anymore. I'm now going to be a social worker. <laughs> yeah. But you moved into something that is, is storytelling. What, 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 what is that? How, how, how does someone yeah. move from a, a, a logical career into something that is, you can't even really explain it to like yeah, your man. parents. Yeah, I'm so going to be a storyteller, mom. Absolutely, man. So here's the thing. I knew when, when, I, when I did finally make the decision and I started exploring the possibilities, I knew that part of my passion was speaking. I knew that for sure. Another thing is I knew that part of my passion was really helping other folks out. And so years ago, you know, I signed up for a high-end coaching program that, you know, of a gentleman that probably influenced you just as much as he influenced me as a gentleman by the name of Les Brown. Oh, yeah. Over 10 years ago, I became part of his Platinum Speaker program. And I remember just studying under him and just going to different events and just sort of watching how he was able to connect with the audience, right? How he was able to uh, stir their emotions, how was he able to move them. And one of the main things that I noticed that made him such a great communicator, when I finally just stopped being like my mouth, picked my mouth off the floor and I started to study, right? What I realized is that the main mechanism was the use of stories and how these stories had the ability to be able to not just penetrate people's minds, but to penetrate their hearts and how those stories helped you to be so memorable and how those stories were able to bridge a connection with the audience of just complete strangers. Right. And so I guess it's, that's where the analytical part of my brain did, did pay off because I started studying, like, how are these stories constructed? How is he wow. doing this, right? What exactly is he doing? And just literally just by decoding, like sort of taking things apart and putting it back together, I myself started to develop the skill set And then I started to leverage it. And so although initially in the marketplace, I was Andy Enriquez, the former, you know, uh, CPA, real estate investor, speaker, what I realized that the thing that was allowing me to stand out, the thing that was giving me the most traction was my ability to be able to enroll people and connect with them through stories. And so people started naturally just sort of asking me, hey, can you teach me how to be able to share and tell a story like that? And so the very act of having to sort of teach that forced me to really start building out a process for that, right? Decoding it. And that's where our analytical brain did kick. That's where my analytical brain did kick in for me. 
Yeah. Um, and so years ago, I ended up launching my Master Storyteller Academy. And it's basically through that program that I work with people who are entrepreneurs, speakers, and coaches who are already having success, but they're saying, it's like, I want to up-level my game. And I know that part of me up-leveling my game is I got to be a stronger communicator. Yeah. I got to have the ability to connect with people. I got to be able to enroll people. And I personally believe that the best way to do that is through strategic storytelling. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily? Have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences? Well, it's because they repeat those experiences regularly. They have what is called a signature story. And guess what? You have one too. You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. And so if, if you're if you are a storyteller, if you studied storytelling, you probably know the name David Aker. And and so David Aker refers to signature stories specifically as a strategic asset. So when you talk about strategic storytelling, I mean, that's not just like showing up around a dinner table and saying, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I got a new bike or we got a new house. What is, what's strategic storytelling? Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about strategic storytelling, the reality of it is most of us who are telling stories uh, we're telling the stories the way that we're accustomed to sharing stories to our friends and our family members. Right. And what we fail to realize is in the process of speaking to your friends and family members, your friends and family members, they love you. Right. So they give you something called grace. So Ooh. they just let you talk. And as you're speaking, they give you the liberty to go on and on. And they're like, uh-huh, I'm listening. <laughs> and most of us who are telling stories, we're not even telling a story. What we're really doing is we're just going through chronological sequence of events. Ooh, yeah. When you want to up-level your game, and you want to start attracting your ideal customer and client as opposed to pursuing them. When you want to get better at when you do get in front of your ideal prospect to be able to convert when it comes to your products and your services, when you want to get better at becoming more memorable and getting people to take action, then you got to be strategic. What does that mean? That means now when we're sharing a story there, every single time we tell a story, we are making a specific point that is gonna drive a specific action. That's what we mean by strategic. One of my mentors told me a long time ago, he said, Andy, never tell a story without making a point and never make a point without telling a story. So when we're looking to be strategic, it means that if I am gonna be offering my products and my services, then I'm gonna use what I refer to as an offer story, which is a specific story that helps me to increase the probability that somebody is going to say yes to my products and services because I got them to see the value or I created a sense of urgency. It means that if I'm getting in front of a complete audience that knows nothing about me, then I'm going to use perhaps what I call a signature story, right? In my case, the signature story is like the main story that I leverage so I could get connection and buy-in from somebody who doesn't know me in speed up the bonding process and make them feel a connection with me so that I can buy myself another 30 minutes, 45 minutes, so that they want to actually do business with me, right? right? Or 
let's say I am getting in front of some folks and I want to demand premium dollar in the marketplace, then maybe perhaps I'm going to put together an expert story, which is a story that you share in craft not has nothing to do. It's not like a bio. Let me clarify this. So some of you guys might be thinking, well, Andy, don't I have that? My LinkedIn profile, my website about me. No, no, no. That is a bio. That's just listing your accolades. And the reality of it is nobody really cares about your bio. (laughs) An expert story is a story that you share and the story demonstrates that you are an expert so that your prospect, your audience comes to the conclusion themselves and says you are the expert. And one of the things I love to ask people, Robert, what do they think is going to be more effective? Them telling someone they're expert or someone coming to the conclusion that they are the expert? So those are just some of the examples. There's five. I just talked about three. Offer story, signature story, expert story. But we've got to have stories that we use strategically to create specific outcomes. And you know and I know in our world, Robert, as well for most entrepreneurs, the difference between choosing the right story and the wrong story, a lot of times is the difference between you connecting or not. And it's also the difference between conversion. In my world, a lot of times, because I'm doing presentations that also require conversion, a lot of times that's the difference between not converting and literally thousands or sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars because of the fact that you use the right story. So you and I both know that when someone in, in your case, leaders, right, yeah. you empower leaders. And, and I love the work that you do, Robert, of just helping those leaders to be able to really drive their connection, mm-hmm. really helping those individuals to know how to be able to use the art of communication, period, whether that is going to be storytelling, whether that is how to position themselves, how to create the engagement, how to be memorable. And in my case, when we're talking about speakers, entrepreneurs and influencers, how to strategically use stories so that they can drive impact and then also drive income. And so I love the work that we both do, my man. It's, it's, it's awesome. But the worst thing someone could do. I think, Robert, is listening to me and you and just think that you're just saying, oh, do a better job of connecting with people. And I'm just saying, tell more stories. No, what we're saying is, yeah, you got to do that. But there's a way that you do that. And it requires some assistance. It requires coaching. Right. It requires that you learn this skill set, because if it was something that you already knew how to do, you'd already be producing the results. Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask you this. When you you have people that come to you and that you coach and and that you take through this process of the different types of stories, what is one of the biggest reasons why people don't really leverage the power of story as well? What, what's what, what's something that, that you keep hearing over and over yeah, again? Yeah. Yeah. So, so what so one of the things right away, man, is that I don't I don't know if I have a story. Right. So so that's that's one of the and and that baffles me because I've had the opportunity to conduct workshops that had, you know, a couple thousand people there, Mm -hmm. a couple hundred people there. And then also in intimate settings. And there's a framework that I use and we have yet to ever find anybody that did not have a story. So sometimes we're just too close to our own personal stories to really value it. Or they believe that they've got to have this story about, you know, from either like. You know, they were down and out, they were strung out on <laughs> drugs, they were, you know, they, they had a physical ailment or whatever it might be. And that's great if you have that kind of a story, but you don't have to have that kind of a story right. to have a story that you're able to actually leverage, right? So that's one of the things that I hear is 
I don't have a story. The other thing is, well, I have a lot of stories, but I'm not quite sure what's the right story to choose, uh, right? Yeah. So they might be aware of the fact that they have a lot of stories. They're just not quite sure what's the right story to choose. And then how do I position that story strategically so that I could ultimately be able to make more impact? And then if they're an entrepreneur, also make more income leveraging it. Yeah. What do you say to people, especially maybe who are in the corporate space that feel like, my gosh, I don't want to get real personal. I don't want to share stories because stories are like once upon, once upon a timey. They're fluffy. They're, they're kind of feel good, but they're not real data. They're not real business. Yeah. That's not yeah. how you sell. What do you say to those people? Yeah, yeah. So, so what I would say to those people is you are missing out on a big opportunity to really connect. You know, the reason why leaders at, you know, companies like NASA, Accenture, Pratt and Whitney have brought me in is because they do realize that, yes, data and details are important, but data and detail, unfortunately, does not drive the level of connection. As a matter of fact, there is a study by a great um, cognitive psychologist by the name of uh, Gerald Broomer. And here's what he said is that when you take facts and details and you put it within the context of a story, it becomes 22 times more engaging, 22 times more memorable. Not only that, but when you are sharing data and information with people, you're only engaging two parts of their brain. One part that's responsible for language comprehension and the other one that's responsible for language processing. When you take that same information you put into a story, right, especially for those of you who like data, not only you're engaging those two parts of the brain, but you start firing off five additional parts of the brain, mm-hmm. which means that you're going to create a shared experience between you and the people that you're looking to lead, which also means that you're going to significantly increase your ability to be able to influence them. And if you've got more influence, then clearly that makes you a better leader because it means that the people that you're looking to lead, you're more likely to get them to take action, right? And if we go back historically, many of the best leaders have also been phenomenal storytellers, right? We think of Walt Disney, to this day the brand exists, phenomenal storyteller. We think about one of the most studied um, leaders of, of our time is Dr. Martin Luther King. His speeches, his communication style is still studied. The late Steve Jobs, who could get an inanimate object like a a tablet and get people to run to the store to go get it. He was great at sharing a story and connecting it to that. So when we study like the John F. Kennedy, you know, when he said we're going to get man on the moon, they leverage stories. So all these great leaders also had something in common. They were great storytellers. So success leaves clues. So for you to think I could be a great leader and then not be great at driving connection, not be great as storytelling and not be vulnerable, mm-hmm. then that means you're staying on the surface, which means you're a surface level leader. And I'm yeah. assuming that you don't want to be a surface level leader because surface level leaders only create surface level results through yeah. their organization. So we got to go deeper, as Brene Brown would talk about, and really tap into that power of the vulnerability, yeah. which happens through stories, which makes us more compelling. So don't make that mistake as a leader. That's what yeah. I'm basically getting you at. You want to make sure that you are willing to be vulnerable, that you are willing to leverage stories so that you can become more impactful. See, the bad thing about having you on the show, Andy, is that you're just starting to warm up. And <laughs> we could talk we could talk about this forever. Because I mean, we both love this. We both we both live this and love yes, it. Man. So yes. um but I want to give people a chance to really get even further connected with you. So answer two questions here. Number one, where can they get connected with you online and tell them also a little bit about a, a quiz that you've developed 
for people who want to figure out what type of storytellers they are. Absolutely, man. So first I'll start off with the quiz. So here's what's really cool. You're, you're listening to me and Robert right now. And one of the things that, and we'll, we'll probably come back. I'll ask Robert, we could do something again. Yeah. There's five different storyteller styles. Naturally, you have a certain type of storyteller style. And the beautiful thing is for whatever style you fall into, mm-hmm. there are some parts of that style that are working for you. And there are some other parts of that style that you can benefit by improving, right? But before you can do that, you need to know what your style is. So what's really cool is Robert has already taken the test. And one of the things that he found out is he's a marketer. That is one of the categories. So there's a juggler, as we call it. We have the marketer. We have the evangelist, as we like to refer to it as. Very, very important. So there's all these master storytellers. So there's all these different styles. And we got this really, really quick one-minute quiz. It'll take you one minute to take it. And once you take it, you're going to find out what your storyteller style is. Not only that, you're going to find out what's working for you. And you're also going to find out what you can improve upon. So if you want to take that quiz, really, really cool. It's free. takes one minute. And not only when you take the quiz, you'll unlock a free training. You want to head over to StorytellerQuiz.com. Once again, it is Storyteller quiz.com all perfectly spelled out storytellerquiz.com and make sure after you've taken a quiz let me or robert know if you happen to see us on social media you're connected with us on social media let us know hey i took the quiz this is what i am i'm an evangelist i'm a a marketer you know i'm a a master storyteller whatever your results are make sure you share with us we'd love to figure that out and for those of you that love to connect with me you can find me on social media i'm on uh facebook uh on linkedin at andy enriquez if you're on instagram I'm at show up for your life, at show up for your life. And so, but most importantly, take that quiz, storytellerquiz.com, storytellerquiz.com. I think you're going to enjoy it and definitely circle back. Let me or Robert know uh, what your quiz results were. Well, those links are going to be in the show notes. Andy, it's been a pleasure to have you, man. We could, like I said, continue this forever. Awesome, man. Hey, listen, I'm so grateful to be here. And you guys, don't forget, spread the word about the RK3 show, man. This is Robert creates so much value. And for those of you that are leaders out there um, and you just want to build better connection, you want to have more influence, man, make sure you reach out to Robert. Find out how you could either have him come into your organization. Just find out how you could get some coaching from this guy, man. He's the real deal. All right, you guys. Does it make a difference what side of the brain is dominant for you? Does it make a difference what hemisphere you operate in? Does it make a difference what people say you are? The truth is, we all have something internally that guides us. We all have a way that we baseline. We all have something that we lean towards. And we all have a story that we need to tell. It's just a matter of figuring out what that story is how you need to frame it, who needs to hear it, and then being courageous enough to tell it. Make sure that you lean into your courage. Make sure that you lean into your bravery. Make sure that you lean into your vulnerability. Make sure that you lean in to your story. 
It's been awesome hanging out with you today. Make sure that you go to the podcast directories, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music. Leave a ranking, a rating, a review for the show so that it can hit more ears. We can spread the message of confidence, of storytelling, of communication to a greater population. And guess what? You'll be responsible for that. I'm looking for your help. Let's do this thing. Let's grow this thing together. Again, don't forget to go to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. Leave me a message. Let me know what you like about the show. Let me know what suggestions you have. Let me know who you want me to interview on the show. And if we play your voicemail on the show, we'll send you a t-shirt. All right? Listen, I'm looking to hear your voicemail messages. As we say at the end of every episode, ooh, yeah, we know that your life is crazy sometimes and you've got a lot of stuff going on, but don't worry about it. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy the Third, and you've been listening to The RKT Show.